in November of 2016, on what many call Black Friday, Steve and I, along with our daughter Carissa, spent the day in New York City. We went into New York City to see my sister Marge and her husband Jean, who were there from Connecticut, because I had not seen her for a few years. It was the perfect place to meet. We had a nice lunch together, and the rest of the afternoon we visited the 9-11 Memorial and the museum. Our plan was to eat dinner together and before heading back to Philadelphia where Carissa lives on the train. We had a little bit of spare time, so Jean, who was a native New, um, is a native New Yorker, suggested we take the subway to the south side of Central Park, walk down Fifth Avenue, looking at the windows and the light displays of the various buildings, which is exactly what we did. The light displays were very impressive, to tell you the truth, as well as the store windows. I had never seen anything like it before. But the light displays uh, that were so impressive to me was the one at Saks Fifth Avenue. It was kind of the best. <laughs> um, the new, uh, what I want to tell you about that, it was, uh, the display was titled The Winter Palace, and as the display changed, the music uh, that uh, was synchronized to it was the uh, Carol of the Bells. And the New York Daily News described this enchanting uh, show as having involved more than 225,000 individual points of controlled lights. And they said it took over 10,000 hours to produce it and more than 250 individuals internationally and domestically helped to create it. They still do shows like this at Saks Fifth Avenue. But what I was amazed about at was that all the people in the streets stopped and watched it, photographed it, videotaped it, for the display was just that beautiful and that amazing. I'm sure you could probably find it on YouTube if you wanted to, uh, something like it today. But for me, as I was thinking about it, in its purest form, in its purest intention, this was a wonderful, unexpected Christmas gift from Saks for all who walked by to see and to enjoy that year. Christmas is a time for us to give gifts, but maybe more importantly, it is a time for us to receive gifts, and many times those gifts are unexpected gifts that come from others. Probably most of us have had an experience of receiving right out of the blue a gift from someone really that we really do not know that well. And perhaps to our consternation, the gift turns out to be nice, something that we didn't know we wanted and certainly did not ask for. But there it is, this great gift from someone who is not really that close to us. The first time this happened to me was when I was in my senior year of college. A fellow student named Kirsten, who I often chatted with when I went to the library to study, gave me a gift for Christmas. It was this beautiful heart-shaped brass box, which still sits on my dresser, and I was taken back that she had done this for me. It was a gift that really came out of nowhere. And we did not hang out together, 
We did not eat together. We didn't uh, live in the same student housing. We did not have the same group of friends, but there she gave me this gift. Our relationship, in my estimation, didn't merit this type of kindness at all. A friendly, have a Merry Christmas, really would have been plenty. Now, what is the first thing a person often does in a situation like this, in response to a situation like this? Typically, they try to come up with another gift to give that person in return. After all, they did not expect the gift, and they don't want to feel guilty, nor indebted to the gift giver, so they think of what they can give in return. And it does seem that inherent in this gift giving that we do is this call to reciprocate. And so I remember thinking, what am I going to give to Kirsten now that she gave me this beautiful brass box? And I really didn't have time to address it before I was leaving to go home for the semester. Well, it may be, uh, as Jesus said, as recorded in Acts, it's more blessed to give than to receive. But I think it's difficult for many of us to receive out of the blue a wonderful and unexpected gift without thinking, what should I give in return? And consider what we do at Christmas, this so-called season of giving. We enjoy thinking of ourselves as being basically generous people and benevolent people. And that's one reason why everyone, even those on the fringe of, of maybe faith or religion, love Christmas. Christmas is the season when we celebrate our alleged generosity. We often read or hear about how many people um, gave to the food bank and thus how many people in our community were uh, served because of the generosity of others. And somehow, generosity seems to be some of the work we do during the Christmas season. And what I've noticed is that there's a whole news genre that leads up to Christmas and maybe follows after Christmas talking about the generosity of people. We hear it all the time this time of year. It seems that what many people love about Christmas is that it has the tendency to bring out the best in people. And that's really not the bad thing. Everyone gives at Christmas, even the stingiest among us, even the Ebenezer Scrooges. The story, A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, suggests that deep down, the worst of us can become generous people because of Christmas. But if we really look at ourselves, we may be better givers than receivers. Not because we're generous people, but because we're proud people. The Christmas story, has found, as found in scripture, is not about how blessed it is to be givers, but how essential it is for us to see ourselves as willing receivers of God's unexpected love, which comes to us in a baby. I think most of the time we prefer to see ourselves as givers, self-sufficient people, capable people with good intentions, which motivate us to give to the less fortunate. But really, this is a stark contrast to the biblical account of the first Christmas. In these accounts, Shepherds, the wise men, Joseph and Mary, and even we are portrayed as not as givers, but simply as the receivers of the gift of the babe. In John's gospel, the word becomes flesh and we do nothing at all to make that happen. 
The light shines in darkness, and we do nothing at all to make that happen. We become children of God, and we do nothing at all to make that happen. God wanted to do something for us so strange, so utterly beyond the bounds of human imagination, to show God's surprising, life-changing love that God resorted to angels and pregnant virgins and shepherds in the fields and stars in the sky to get that done, to get it done. We did not think of it. We did not approve it. It happened. And all we can do is receive this gift from God, whether we were in Bethlehem back there very long ago or we're gathered here today. Today, the story of incarnation, the birth in Jesus, invites us to be receivers first before we venture out to be givers. Discipleship teaches us that the art of seeing our lives as gifts from God, that is what we're about as God's people. But it's tough to be on the receiving end of love, God's or anybody else's. It requires us that we see our lives not as, not as possessions, but totally as gifts from God. John Wesley said a long time ago, nothing is more challenging to capable and reasonable people than God's grace and unconditional love. And this is often the way God loves us, with gifts we thought we did not need, which transform us into people we never expected we would be. So today, so today, unexpectedly, God comes to us, blesses us with a gift, calls us to see ourselves as we are, empty-handed recipients of God's grace, which comes to us in a baby who is divine love in human form. Our response to God's love coming to us in human form, at least for this day, is just to receive it, taking it in, letting that love seek into our being, into our hearts, letting, as a friend of mine would say, letting God love us. Just letting God love us. We receive so much from God, and that love that God gives us transforms us so we can do God's work each and every day. We are God's children, God's flesh and blood in the world, just like that baby in the manger was so many years ago. So let us today, with wonders in our heart, receive with joy and amazement this gift of great love, a Savior who was born in a manger. Amen.